Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. In this particular episode, we previewed, as we have been doing for all the teams, two teams, the Titans and the team whose mascot sounds like this, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) You'll work it out. Righto, Brian, let's move on with our preview for the year. We heard from the coal miner earlier on. He's pretty cock-a-hoop about this side, the Titans. In 2023, David Vafita. Blast back to form. He had a very, very quiet 2022, but he was in the Dallium Team of the Year in 2023. Lofi Khan Pereira, close to winning the Rookie of the Year with 20 tries in 23 games. He rattled home with tries. And uh, Justin Holbrook was sacked late. Des Hasler comes to the party in 2024. So along with Des, Keenan Palacia, fresh from a grand final from the Broncos, he joins them. Harley Smith-Shields was released by the Raiders. Uh, leaving them, Cruz Leeming, who we didn't see a lot of. He's gone back to Wigan. Uh, Tremaine Spry released and Joe Vuna unsigned. So they really haven't lost anyone of note. And look, dreams are free. They are free. When you Both for more is almost an in because he didn't play it all last year. Nope. And he had a bumper 2022. He played Origin, didn't he? Did he play? I, I, oh, no, he was on the squad. He should have. He was that close. He was in the squad. But he was, he was playing far better than Fafita at the time. Jaden Campbell, likely fullback. You've got Keanu Keeney, who's – they just say this kid's a superstar. Yeah. So he's in the mix there as well. You've got Khan Pereira, Ken Mamalaw's there, Phil Sammy. I'm a big fan of Phil Sammy. Centres-wise, you've got AJ Brimson will be there. Brian Kelly does his job. Likewise, Phil Sammy can play there. Foran is an option for your 5'8", or probably will be the 5'8". Tommy Weaver's a young up-and-comer. Sats raves about him, Tanner Boyd there. As well. Gun goal kicker, Tanner Boyd. Hard to find a better kicker than him. Uh, in the lock position, you've got Tino. Signed for about 4,000 years up there. Uh, both for more for feeder. Cleese Haas, who we mentioned, Joe Stimson. Um, mate, it's uh, Mo Fodawaker. Mm. Keenan Palacia, who we've mentioned. Sam Verrills, the premiership winning hooker. Could How far could they go this team? Yeah, it's... A, it's well, Dez is the big in. Dez is the, is is a... The defensive structures, that's what they've lacked. Yep. You know, they can score. Have a look at that side. So they've got one, two, three, four state origin, state of origin representatives in the in the pack with both for more, you know, was was yep. very close. So yep. the strength is obviously in their pack. It's been their defense. You know, they, their games they get th- be 32-30. Yeah. Their try scoring ability is very good. So I'm hoping that Des can just get their mental toughness a little bit better. If, hypothetically, if you knew that the Titans had won the 2024 comp, surely the spine is Campbell at fullback, Brimson mm. six, Kieran four and seven, Verrill's nine. Surely surely that would have to be the, the optimum spine, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, Jaden Campbell's got to be there. 
Yeah. Has to be fullback. But I mean, with these youngsters, we haven't. Coming through. Yeah, well, this Tom Weaver. But Tanner, I... Tanner Boyd has some issues in defence. Yeah. But that's that's something Des could get out of it. Get out of him. You know, it's just defence is all about being confident and just making sure the bloke inside and outside talks. Like, if you, I've. Sometimes you can defend and blokes that communicate so well makes your job that easy. Like, Brad, Freddie Fittler, for all his ability as scoring tries and uh, being a leader, yeah. his. Talk in defence was unbelievable. How it's, fit was he, Freddie? Really fit. F- footy fit. Like some players, like Brett, Brett Hodgson was footy fit. Yeah, hopeless at training, but on the field. Oh no, game Freddie. Day. Freddie was towards the end of his career. He was training even harder than he was. Yeah. yeah. No, but sometimes you just need a guy who, and you've got to be fit to keep talking. You know, yeah. like that's that's the thing. And and Freddie's obviously been around a long time, but. Defending next to him, it made his job, my job, so much easier. You just felt so confident. Well, you just it, it was. It was quite easy just to realise what was going to, about to happen, mm. and he just said, "Look, you just go to, for example, you hit Noddy. If Noddy was playing Melbourne or something like that, well, I'm going to go to to Noddy. You just cover me in the inside. Just made your job so easy. Yeah. It was he wasn't screaming to everyone. It was just the bloke inside him and the yep. bloke outside him. Yep. Wow. So um, when you say blokes have got deficiencies in defence, there's guys who will just jump out of the way." Because they don't like the contact, but there's other blokes who just can't read it, and mm. just you can tell when blokes get isolated because they fly it out, out of the line. Obviously, not getting spoken mm. to. There's no, there's no continuity. Yes, uh, cracking pack. There's no doubt about that. Um, what's your bandwidth for the Titans? Uh, Best guess. Coal miner bullish, and he's a good judge. Yeah, Cole Miner. Yeah, anywhere. He, he, but, he did tip Warriors for the spoon last year. I yeah, should say that's that right. though. Anywhere between 7th and 12th. So more likely <laughs> on that to miss, just miss, you think? I think so. I think they're just about, about to miss. Hardest top eight ever oh, to pick, I reckon, this year. Hardest ever. Well, the, what's, what does history show? Three dropout? Three. On average? Yeah, and you've got to think about last year. Teams that weren't there, South, Para, Cowboys. Yeah. Who everyone had them in Roosters. The no, Roosters made it. Remember they snuck in at the Oh, end? that's right, Melbourne. They got dished out by Melbourne, didn't they? Just. Yes. I think Pappy did his ankle that game. That's right. That's exactly right. That's right. Time now to preview another team. Uh, we move on to the Dolphins, who, you know, shocked everyone. They blast out of the gates. The Roosters, they had a big scalp early on for the Arthur Beetson Shield. They picked that up in their inaugural game. Jermaine Asako, what a year he had. Top try scorer, top point scorer, Dallium team of the year. Um... Yes, there's a good stat on Asako as well. I don't know the answer to that, Brooksy. Nice little trap. Um, gains, gains wise, Herbie Farmworth, the Broncos. Fox League every game live every round. Thomas Flegler, Broncos. Jake Avarillo. I'm a rap on this bloke. I'm yeah. a big, big rap on Avarillo. And uh, Oren Keeley from the Knights. Don't know Oren, but uh, Peter O'Sullivan, one of the sharpest in the business. So you could bet your backside that he's a very, very good player. Uh, they also pick up Junior Tupu from the West Tigers. Yeah, that's At, a good get. Well, it's a good... Oh, 25. Yeah, 25. But, mm. Brian, we've read this book before. If West Tigers aren't in the mix and Dolphins are somewhere thereabouts, Junior Tupers on an early flight up to... Lone Central. Yeah. Is there a team who has... I don't think there is. Who has signed quality players better than the Dolphins? So there's three, the three players that they've signed... Yeah. I know the Bulldogs just went mad and signed every uh, utility that was out there. Yeah. But... I don't think there's a club who was signed, and they've only done the four signings, but three of those are legitimate 
first graders, but can break open games. Bloody oath. Herbie's got points in him. Avarillo, top try scorer at the Dogs last Tommy year. He's Fleg- X-Factor. Tommy Flegler can put fear into blokes' eyes. Do you remember the try Avarillo scored against the Panthers? Just ran around him? Yeah. Yeah. On that right-hand side. And put his head down? Yeah. Yeah. Quick. Quicker than we thought. Yep. Flegler's um, grand final was was in the conversation for the Clive, like, before they got rolled. He, he was having a blinder. And you've got, um, you've got the hammer at the back, who... We spoke about the other day. You don't like him at fullback, do you? No, no. I was just, no, I was just looking here. Um, Hammer plays left centre. Herbie plays left centre. Yeah. So Hammer probably goes to fullback. Hammer's got to play fullback. But there you go, hybrid. Avarillo. Him and Avarillo just yeah. swap central. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're they're um, okay. Bandwidth for them. Oh, width of the band. <laughs> oh gosh. You I said seven know. to twelve for the Titans. Yeah. Oh, I am bullish on them. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm the, the only knock on them is halves, isn't mm. it? Katoa, another year older. Just um, they're both young. Really, Shawnee young. O'Sullivan. They're both young. Yeah, Shawnee will get you around the park. Yep. Is the milf bailed? Um, no, he wouldn't leave. Injured he? in the preseason. I'm not going. I'm not leaving. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Jordan Melfort. And uh, pretty similar. I, I, I'm similar. They're very similar to, and again. And it's like most of these sides, they're sort of trying to get the eight. Depth's going to be an issue. Mm. Like you you lose, and they've put all their, their eggs in Herbie Farm, and for good reason. The great Sammy Ayub promised Wayne Bennett, he said, I promise you, this kid, Isaiah Katoa, he'll be playing first grade. He'll play first grade by round 10. We did it. Wayne rang him the week of picking the sides. He said, Sammy, you're wrong. He's playing week oh, one. Yeah. He's playing week one. Um, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. Great recruitment. Who else has been up there in recruitment stakes? I mean, Spencer Lynn, you and Dom Young. Yeah, not, not as good up? as not as good as not as good as these. Not, uh, on the whole, Jackie no. Whiten. Yeah, the South. the bunnies. Yeah, but these are three quality first graders, mm. like bona fide. Well, I think Herbie's a star. Yep, and so is Tommy Flegler. Yep. Tommy Flegler has got a little bit of. Uh, you know, he's, I like what he's what he's doing. Like he gets in there and gets a little, goes a little bit mad, a bit like Mick Crocker. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's yeah, got the Mick Crocker yeah. go. He, he's worth a fortune. His family, big yeah, banana farmers. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is good. You know who I love up there? I'll, I'll take your Joshy Wong. You know, he was. Everyone knows him as Josh Wong. Yeah, uh, Siwa, Siwa, uh, Conley Lemuelu. Oh yeah. Or I like to call him Conley Lamichael. Yeah. He's he's silky, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's silky on an edge. Yeah. Uh, and you got Wayne there for one more year. Mm. One more year. <laughs> Good so, pack, boys, for year two. Tommy Gilbert, the Bromwich times two. Yep. With all those guys mm. you've mentioned. Tom Gilbert, remember he did his shoulder. Marshall King. Early. What about what, what about until he's Marshall like sh- hopefully his shoulders? Because that was sort of, you can see it was affecting him. Early doors. He was, what about his first two months of footy? He was leading the Dally M's. Oh, he's up there. Quickest dummy half in the comp. Is he? Yeah. Voted? <laughs> Timed, time stamped. Really? What about yeah. the uh, South Beach Sprinter? Play? Oh, the South Sprinter. <laughs> He's down, the quickest uh, fullback in the comp. Uh, one three. Where, where do you see him? I'm going to ask you. Where do where I do, see? Where do you see? Do you see the Titans or oh. the Dolphins oh. squeezing into the eight? Oh, jeez. Uh, Can't have the, everyone. I've got the Titans just in front of them. Into the eight? Yeah, maybe. Yep, they yeah. might they might be eight and nine. Oh well, bulldogs will be nine. Yeah, it's close, closer than a boarding house scrape of butter. They'd say, Brian. Say that again. 
Say that again. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And uh, I'll tell you what, a lot of people starting New Year's resolutions and are they still going? That's the question. If you've fallen off the resolution bandwagon, Brian, mm. you can get back on via Sam Wood, can't you? Sam Wood, what a great chat. He's oh, yeah. 43. doesn't have a dad bod, says he. No. He's got four kids. Mm. So get around uh, Sammy Wood. has got a book out. Seven minute abs. <laughs> Sam Wood, he good. <laughs> if you gave him the ball flat, mm. short, 10 out, very, very tricky to handle. I'm talking about the former bachelor himself, the great man and fitness entrepreneur these days, Sam Wood. Welcome to the run home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks, boys. Yeah, maybe maybe two two yards out. I'm more of a chance. <laughs> now, Sam, where are you at the moment? Because it just looks fantastic wherever you are. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm actually down in uh, Melbourne. This is our shack down in Melbourne, and I'm actually down here today because they're installing my little home gym. So it's not where I live permanently. It's our shack. We've just spent all of summer here with my four kids, and uh, I've, uh, I'm putting a little gym in so Dad can keep that dad bot away when he's down here on holidays. Slam, and we need to come <laughs> clean here because it is a, a radio medium, or those listening to the podcast, mm. but you can get us live Monday to Friday, Brian, 3 to 6 if you don't mind. Um, we don't ever have a cross with vision, do we? Skype. Skype. Yes, we did during COVID. But if you're a bachelor and you're a fitness guru, we need to see it, don't we, Brian? Oh, you got to take oh, – you, your shirt is off, listener, by the way. I'm just, I'm just looking at you. Hey, now, now, Sam, I've got a question for you because we've come back to radio – um, a little bit on the heavy side, you know, I'm 50 this year. Sugar's, um, when yeah. are you, are you 45 uh, this year? How old am I? 78 model, 45. 45, turn 45. I want to try and, uh, get a little bit fitter, but in the ad breaks. So we've got four yep. minute, we've got four minute ad breaks and, uh, we have 17 of these, uh, per hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, what could we do? What could we, what could we do? And also people sort of, uh, at the office uh, or people, tradies. For example, we don't yeah. have, you know, we're quite busy. How much could we get done well, like, in four minutes? Well, you got 68 minutes if you got, if you got that many of them. <laughs> so, but the, my whole principle has been progress, not perfection. And if you actually consistently move your body every day or every second day for 15 to 30 minutes, you still get incredible results. So don't underestimate what you could do in the ad breaks or what people at home can do in the ad breaks of their favourite TV show. Um, you get the same benefit from going for 10 five-minute walks a day as you do going for one 50-minute walk a day. And the big the big thing is people say they don't have enough time to exercise. The absolute number one reason that people say they can't get it done or they don't get it done, even with the best of intentions. So breaking it up into into little circuits or little walks or hitting the stairs or whatever it might be. In four minutes, you could do eight exercises for 30 seconds each or with body weight. You could do push-ups into mountain climbs, into squats, into lunges, into burpees, into abs, and you'd hit the whole body, get the heart rate up, and four minutes would feel like a whole lot longer, I promise you. Brian, what about the the exercise challenge you saw? I wonder if Sam's seen that, the one you were telling me. So, Sam, I saw this is on TikTok. I was going, it's going viral. You can imagine a 400-meter yep. track, athletics track. Yep. You had to do four laps. The first lap was um, you had to hop and then do a burpee. So you had to do 400 meters of burpees. The second lap was you had to do bear crawls. You know, obviously, know what bear crawls are. Yeah. When you're on your hands, yep. and, hands and feet. Hands and the feet. The third one yep. was lunges, 400 yep. meters of lunges. And the last one was just jog around. 
So a girl did it who was sl- horrendous. Horrendous. <laughs> do you think, Sam, you could do that? Do you think you could do that? Oh. It, took, it took a girl an hour and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, she'd be a slow, slow grind. The burpee one especially, you wouldn't, oh. you're not moving forward that much when you do a burpee. So that's a shit load of burpee. Yeah, you can say shit um, here. You can say shit here. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> look, that look good little physical and mental challenge, but uh, yeah, maybe just doing it from one side of the footy over to the other over you know eighty meters might might be enough to get people going. But yeah, four hundred meters of that that's that's, that's grueling. Now, Sam, there's an old saying that I made up: you can't out train <laughs> a bad diet. No matter how hard you go, you can't out train a bad diet. Tell me, typically, what you would eat. During the day, because you're now sort of wheelhouse. How old are you? Forty odd, forty three. Yeah, 44? no, I'm forty four this year, so I'm your, I'm, I'm not far off your vintage, boys. That's for sure. Look, and like everyone, I've noticed that the last, especially the last five years, but even the last fifteen, metabolism slows down. Don't get away with what I used to. You know, every, you just, you know, you recover slower from your workouts. Hangovers seem to last forever. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> That we all experience, a bit tired with the kids, young kids and that kind of stuff. So food becomes really important. You know, you just don't get away with it. The biggest mistake that we make is we, we drink too much alcohol, we eat too much sugar and too much of the food that we consume is processed. So my advice is don't you don't have to go cold turkey. You don't have to be perfect. In fact, most people that try, they bounce back the other way and it's, it's not the best option for them. But reduce your alcohol content a little bit. Try and have at least two or three alcohol-free days a week, if not five, but at least two or three. Increase your water intake. And if your protein is up and your veggies are up, you tend to be full and you tend to have got lots of good stuff in from the veggies. So you don't crave that processed food that sort of fills you up for half an hour and then you're hungry again. If you can... Yeah, and you know, you, you're right. You can't out train a bad diet. You know, people always ask me, "What's more important, Sammy? Is it the food or the fitness?" I'm like, "Why do you say that? Like you have to choose one of them. Mm. You know, you're far better off being a seven out of ten in both than you are training like an Olympic athlete and and eating rubbish all the time." So, yeah, just just making bet, small improvements with your food and your fitness should be the focus for people. Yeah, we hate fads, don't we, Brian? We well, I was about to say it. I, I'm involved in a lot of fads. The fad I'm Sam, right. the fad I'm in at the moment, carnivore. I'm just hoeing in the lamb, oh, lamb yes. chops. No, you're, you're, Joe, you're like Joe Rogan. <laughs> yes, a little bit, but Joseph. just he's poorer and not as stoned. I'm a, yeah. I must admit, curiosity gets gets me a bit too, and you just got to and trying different things to see what works for you is okay. Typically, things that are quite extreme and cut out entire food groups, I'm not a fan of. You know, mm. you, you lack the fibre, you lack the nutrients. An interesting little socio, sociological experiment, perhaps, for a week or two. But you just, you want to balance, you know. You've got to get your veggies in. You've got to get your protein in. You've got to get your uh, high, good quality carbs in. Carbs are not the enemy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, social media and podcasts and all this other stuff definitely uh, spikes our intrigue, doesn't it? Sam, these aren't fads. These are legit. 28 by Sam Wood. Uh, you launched a book, Seven Minutes to Better Health, Seven Minute Abs, hmm. Dumb and Dumber. Um, 
Because I was going to. Sam was going to say seven minutes to better health, and I was going to say, well, I've got a book coming out called Six Minutes to Better Health. Oh, gotcha. And it was a plate of dumb and dumber. Sugar, you've got to come to the production meeting. Sam said in his own words, Brian, progress, not perfection. He doesn't want perfection. That's why he's chosen our show. How would our listeners, and thinking about our listeners, Sam, who probably are well yep. represented by ourselves, Brian. Yes. Middle age. Yep. Um, Fadipas. Fadipas. Overdoing all those sorts Fadipa of things. Shits. If we had to benefit from Sam Wood, which medium or where would we go for people like us, Sam, you reckon, to, to get behind what you're doing? Well, well the timing at the moment couldn't be better because I've just um, partnered up with uh, Body and Soul News Corp and we've created an eight-week health club that's free for everyone in the country and it just started on Monday. So it's not too late to sign up and it's free workouts, free recipes, motivation, meditations, you name it. It's got something in there for everyone regardless of fitness level, regardless of age. And we've so we, we launched that two, what are we, 16 days ago and 35,000 Aussies have joined the health club. Yeah. So... We're helping people every day move a bit more, eat a bit better, and you can join that absolutely for free at healthofthenation.com.au. So, and and the average age in that program is late forties. So, for your listeners that are sitting there going, it's a young person thing or a fit thing, that's absolutely not what it's about. There's walking programs, there's great advice from heaps of fantastic experts, and I think your listeners, if they know that this is the year they need to start to do more. That'd be a fantastic place for them to start. Okay, we'll let you go, Sam. You mentioned sport. Who, when you're the number one fan, you're just being Sam the fan. Who are you cheering? Who do you need to see win a competition? Uh, I mean, I love the cricket, but I'm an Aussie rules man being down here in Melbourne. I'm a Mad Hawk fan. So oh, sorry, mate. You have to go, mate. Sorry. Too many of your listeners. Sorry, yeah, Sam. We've got to go, mate. <laughs> you're going so well. <laughs> I see him. just made something up. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah. <laughs> you should have said those Gold Coast seagulls are going good to me. <laughs> yeah. Sam Wood, thank you for being on the run home with Joel and Fletcher Thanks, and Sam. a lot well, of our listeners. The, they're asking. Yeah. They're asking here on the text line. Healthofthenation.com.au. That's right, isn't it, Sam? That's it. That's What's it? it? Health of the Nation. You'll see free eight-week health club. Just click the button and you can uh, and you can join us. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And this particular part truly is one of the best of. Uh, the great Ian Roberts uh, really just showed all his cards, didn't he, Brian? Held back for nothing. Encouraged us to, to ask whatever we wanted to ask. Yep, How he, good was he? Yeah, so he's had to have um, – I've had a bit to do with Robbo over the years, you know, in media. But this this conversation he had, um, that's the best I've ever heard him speak. Yeah. Whether yeah. or not he's now – I suppose a little bit older and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, what a fantastic gentleman. What a fantastic chat. And you can check it out on YouTube. Uh, the SEN League YouTube channel is a way to do that. You know what I feel like, Brian? Wedged in between you two? I feel like Mr. Inbetweener. Uh, uh, that's what I feel like. Good segue. That's a good, you're very good segue. <laughs> you like that? Very sharp, mate. Very sharp. <laughs> well, that little voice you've just heard teased is this particular man here. There's been nothing wrong with the form of this man in the game. What a tackle from Roberts. Crunch. And he screams at him to get up and play it. So Roberts is all fired up. What a tackle. Potter was flying a million miles an hour. This is what you call a dead end bang.
Oh, I love that. That's the voice of Graham Hughes. I remember that. What did you say to him, Robbo? Or give him the intro. Sorry. Say welcome. Sorry. Welcome to the run home with Joel and Fletch, (laughs) the great Ian Roberts. That's nice to be here, boys. uh, I feel like it's um, it's going to be pretty hard to live up to that introduction. (laughs) Robbo, what did you say to poor old Potsy when you just leveled him? (laughs) I have no idea, man. I do know that I was pretty fired up and I was... um, that was back in the day when I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder, so I, I can't imagine what I said. Yeah. 86, you start with South Sydney. Take yeah. us through that story. Um, man, I, I, mean, I was a South junior my whole life. Like, I mean, I played uh, all, my, all my junior footy in, uh, for South. It was kind of um, it's just a, a natural progression. It was kind of weird. Like, not weird, but I, when you think back, I remember at the end of 86, I made $9,000 clear, and I thought I was flash. I like I was a sparky, but I you know, like it's a huge di- difference. Very different time back then, mate. It was, uh, I mean, we used to train at, um, I don't know, Fletch was ever in this situation. We used to train at like five o'clock so everyone could get home mm. from work, yeah. get chasing and go to training. Yeah. Very different world. You know? And, you know, twice a week. That's right. Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. yeah. And then, did you go out on the on the drink? Was, uh, was, I know you weren't a big drinker, but your gang... Far yeah. out. You had some uh, heavy hitters. Targo, uh, Craig Coleman. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a few. Uh, Mick Mon- uh, Montgomery. Yeah, there's a few big hitters there, mate. Um, no, mate, I wasn't. I've never really been a drinker, but I've. Uh, it was never really my thing. I was. Mate, I was in that. I do remember in that pack. I was um, particularly in '86. I mean, I was. I think I was like 20. And it was quite a. <laughs> It was quite an intimidating pack to come into, you know what I mean? Like you had Les Davis and Wayne Chisholm, Mario Fennick, uh, 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 Mick Andrews. Mick Andrews, you know, yeah. like they were all kind of like ferocious in their own way. I just went, and there used to be, <laughs> the first game we played was um, Charity Shield. The first game I played, I would have been 20, and I was playing, I was packing in against um, Craig Young. I didn't think, you know, when you're like, you're 20, you don't think you should be there, right? Like yeah. you say, what am I doing here? But he was a kind of a, like a bit of a, uh, a bit of an item for me. And I do remember it was a second scrum and we used to have this, oh, I think I've, you might've heard this story, Fletch. We I love had, it. I know what's going on. We now. used to have this call uh, called Henry. Mm. Like Craig Coleman, Tug. I'm, listen, I'm just going to call him Tug. He's Tugger to me. That, that yeah. was his nickname, Craig. Where Craig would walk through the middle of the scrum and say, Henry's on, Henry's on. And that was an all in. Yeah. And I'll never forget him. And I was like 20 and Craig Young was quite opposite me. And I was just like, no. No, no way! Like, I almost like always went to water, mate. Like, I hit him once. He didn't. It was almost like he brushed it aside and he grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and nearly put his hand through the back of my head. You know, I was just like, but I just, I just like that, that year was like when that Henry call used to. Oh my god, it was terrifying, mate. It was where, terrifying. Where, okay, who would call Henry? Uh, Craig Coleman. And, and would Tugger ever get oh, involved? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Henry's on, boys. Oh, Henry's Henry on now on TV. <laughs> Actually, literally, Jamie Goddard and uh, Joey John's going down. But when would, would he when would he use it, Robbo? Like, is it when you were getting beat or he was just sort of feeling the game? Just feeling the game. Yeah. It, was, uh, yeah, it, was, it was just feeling the game and how we were going. That was a second. Like, I mean, it, it wasn't unusual for him to you know, be calling it in the second half, just, just depending on where we were at. Um, it was in uh, that was in honour of um, Henry Morris, who was uh, if anyone knows the South Juniors, he's used to be the uh, he was he, he was like the, the the king of the juniors. Yeah. And Henry's really done a lot for like junior football in the South area. Yeah. So, you know Craig Young, so he made the Australian schoolboys the first ever Australian schoolboys, I think it might have been, and he had never played a game one single game of rugby league till that time. So he he'd made the Australian schoolboys. He was a soccer player. Star, was he star soccer player? He Craig Young. In. Craig Young was a star soccer player, like gun soccer player. And never played one game. There was, he'd never, ever played a game of rugby league. 
He wanted to try it out. Snuck down on it to get a day off school. Snuck down on trials down in Canberra. Oh, wow. Made the Australian schoolboys team. He was, he, like, he, was yeah. built, he was built like a tree, mate. It was just all... There, there, there was no shape. It was just all head and then straight down. <laughs> but he was like... um. So he was part of that Division 21, which was police, yeah. which Very basically good. could... Like, if you're having troubles in your town, i.e. like some bad dudes coming, this Division 21 coming and would just like have... The green light, yeah, to to basically go to town on him. <laughs> like he was a tough man. Yeah. What about a tough town? You, a lot of people don't know this, and I actually didn't know it myself. You've had a big year, nineteen eighty six, but you actually end up in in England for Wigan. Uh, yeah, that was because um, I'm um, I was born in in the UK, um, and back then the rules were a little bit different. And also, that there was um, yeah the English, they were playing in our off season, so we could we we, we could uh, we had that, that situation. Um, but yeah, because I was English born, I didn't qualify as an import. There used to be allowed three imports back then. Um, yeah. So what, what happened in 86, we, we got, we got knocked out, uh, in the semis, uh, South got knocked out in the semis. And then because there was about six or seven of us, and then it used to be the under 23s reserve grade and first grade. There'd have been about six or seven of us in the first grade that were under 23s and they dropped a few of us back through the year so we could qualify for, for the 23, under 23s. There was about seven of us played in the under 23s grand final. We beat Penrith on the Sunday and I flew to England on the Sunday night and played um, t- Tuesday night in the, um, uh, what was it? It was the Lancashire Cup semi-final. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Chris Radlinski coming up. Did he cross paths with either of you two? Uh, yeah, Rads was there when I was there. He didn't play, though. My la- His last year was my first year at Wigan. Gotcha. I loved it. Did you, you wouldn't play with him, Ian? No. 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 It was incredible. It's like, oh, it's did you best. play Central Park? Yep. Oh, no, no, no. The, the new one. The new one. Yeah, D, right. um, yeah. DW. Yeah, we um, that year I played, that was 86. So we, we played against – we I think we won four of the five competitions that, uh, over there then. Um, we played against the the touring kangaroo side. It was like it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Robbo. So as a South supporter growing up, mad South fan. Nineteen ninety was a tough year to take when you went to uh, Manly. Yeah. Um, tell us, tell us a bit about that. Like, obviously, money was just yeah. coming into the game. Was it just purely a money thing? Uh, Bozo. Well, no, no well, so see, Bozo wasn't there. I mean, Bozo wasn't connected. With, well, he was with still with the club. He wasn't connected in any way. Like. Graham Lowe was the uh, the coach at Manly. Oh, yeah. I had had a good relationship with Lowe when I was at Manly. That was in like '86. But the, 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 yeah, the, the main reason was um, it, it was about money. I think I was getting like two hundred twenty thousand. That was like huge, money. massive money. Oh, massive, massive, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, and the other thing was, I mean, in truth, I uh, I had also. I mean, it was. This is going to sound a bit silly, but in 1990, I had decided like to come out like. And just talk about because it was the worst kept secret rugby yeah. league. Even when I was at South, mate, like like you know, I used to take my partner, but I but I used to be. Uh, it's a bit hard to, to explain this. I used to. I was a bit pig-headed as a kid. I, I never had an issue with me being same-sex attracted. Like, but I I didn't used. To, I used to think that I shouldn't have to announce it. Like mm, people yeah. should just like I used to take my partner to functions and yep. one that like no one else announces that they're taken no, that no, they're str- no, heterosexual. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how I used to think. But I also know as I've gotten older I'd always realise also realise you can't be what you can't see and like invisibility is important. Like so I, I understand. But I did originally well, that was one of the reasons when I the deciding factors when I left Manly was I was uh, so when I left South to go to Manly, I was gonna come out that year. But that same year over in England I always like to mention this when my story comes up about me coming out. 
Um, it was a guy by the name of Justin Fashion who was playing uh, in the Premier League. Yes. Uh, he came out that, that yep. same. He was the first guy, man in a professional team sport to come out publicly. And he was like crucified by the British press and by supporters. Uh, he retired in 1994. That's the same year I came out and took his own life in 98. Mm. But it's something like, I, I like to say that story because when I first went to Manly, I was going to come out that same year. And just seeing the way that he was treated. And, but we're now talking about a time there was no mobile phones. Mm. If, you, if you follow the story, you had to read about it or, or watch it on TV or, or on the radio. You know what I mean? He was crucified by the... Um, yeah, by the British press. I was just like, shit, I don't, don't want to be a part of that. So, But, Robbo, why 1990? So did you think to yourself, well, I'm going to have a fresh start over at Manly. Yeah. I may as well yeah. have a fresh start and let everyone know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. it's just like, like, uh, um, yeah, my family had known for a long time. And I was just like, oh, just get it over with. And then the whole thing, with, like I said, with, with Justin happened. And I was just, just remember being, oh, shit, I don't know. If, I, don't know if, I don't know if sports ready for that. Like, it's hard to explain. Maybe. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, and that's kind of what... what so I got to Manly, um, and even though, you know, the crazy thing was, my then partner, Shane, um, like everyone knew Shane and I were together. Everyone at Manly knew we were together. I mean, Shane used to be, you know, the guy in the mascot suit, the guy in the, in yeah, the seagull yeah. suit yeah. with the big, the big freaking beak and the wings yeah, and, yeah. like, doing cartwheels. That was my partner, Shane. Oh, right? was it? Like everyone, uh, like was every- that part of the deal? That was that package deal? <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. Oh, That was, like, everyone knew that. Like, and, um, so, but... but uh, um, yeah, it was kind of a weird. And then, did you know that story, Brian? Yeah, I had. I heard, oh, I that. Yeah. I heard that story. So I just I'm, then after a couple of years, I was just saying, like it, it, something happened. There was a young fella by the name of uh, Blake Stenning, who um, was a young bloke who uh, had contracted AIDS through a blood transfusion. He was born like um, three months prem, and then had a uh, a closed valve in his in his lung. At two weeks, he had this operation. He got he got had a blood transfusion. Mm. Anyway, I, I became quite close with him. Just seeing the way that he was treated, like I became quite close with him. He passed away when he was about eight and a half. Uh, and for the last couple of years of his life, um, my friends and I were quite close to him. He'd never had a real, like a normal fam- uh, childhood because he'd never been to school. He was always in and out of hospital. But just seeing the way he was treated, I do remember, and I also lost my first partner, my, my first uh, boyfriend, if that's what you're going to call it, mm. just passed away recently at the same time of the HIV. I just thought... Yeah, it's just one of those times, like, oh, some, maybe, you know, like, just put your hand up and just, yeah. Can I ask you this? So so we are chatting to the great Ian Roberts, and, and what, what you did was so important in many ways and remains so important to this day. Um, when you chose to come out, and you said it was the worst kept secret in the, in the game. Yeah. How did you announce that back in those days? Um, and, and, and sorry, and, and what were the feelings after? Were you very content and relief? I think... Um, the story, there was a story printed in, in, in a magazine, New, New Weekly or something, and I was actually over in England at the, at the time. Um, that's what that sort of announced it here. Then I, uh, I think it was the end of 94 or 95. It was in 95. Um, yeah, so it, 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 then when I came back, it was the start of the 95 season that, that, that um, I nearly said when the shit hit the fan. That's yeah. not what I mean. When... Um, <laughs> When we had to deal good with all the, had to deal with it, yeah, it's probably not a good choice of words for a, for a gay man, is it? <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Big, big World Club challenge, not too far away. It is Wigan taking on the might of the Penrith Panthers. The head honcho in Wigan is Chris Radlinski. Here he is. 
The Mighty Panthers, they're going to take on the Wigan Warriors. And the head honcho happens to be the great Chris Radlinski. And he joins the run home with Joel and Fletch. G'day, Chris. Hey, boys. How are you? Oh, that Wigan accent. Yeah. Where, where are you, Rads, now? Exactly. Where are you sitting? I'm I'm just in my office, just in Standish. And it's uh, frosty and freezing. Yeah, and it... it's uh, typical Northern uh, day in Northern England. Oh, I love Can that. you, Brian? I, I, I don't think our audience will understand this. Chris mm. most certainly will. Can you give us your first order of takeaway? Whenever well, there? so... Rads in 2006. So you you retired, didn't you, Rads? 2006 when I got there. Was it yes, because I did, of, mate. Was I it did. because of me? You didn't you didn't want to play with yeah. me? Yeah, you were you was uh you was, was a tough teammate in the changing room, so I couldn't take it anymore. So we get there, Britt and I both from Bondi, and we get put into Morris's house there at Parbold. Anyway, there's no. Yep. I had to go to training. There's no central heating. It's freezing. It's it's just after Christmas. And I come home from training, Brick goes, I'm starving. So I go down to the local takeaway store and there was a, a little Asian lady. She was, I got to know her, Anne. She was Chinese, Chinese background. But I hadn't met her before. And I came in, it was like a takeaway <laughs> store. And I said, oh, I'll get some chips. Uh, can I get some chips? And they, I heard about the chips and curry. So she puts the curry on there and I'm watching it. And then she says in the... Because Wigan was very close to Liverpool. Yes. Well, Skelmersdale, which is a lot of Liverpoolians. Yeah. So she said, and she's Chinese, Chinese background, she said in the strongest Scouse accent I've ever heard, would you like it up or wrapped up? And I went, what? (laughs) I went, what? And then the accents, I was just, I said, sorry, what did you say? Would you like it up or wrapped up? I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> but then it, then it got a little bit harder. I, I obviously got to, to know Anne quite well, but then it's the Wigan accent. Yes. When they miss words. Yes. Me hungry, up pub. Uh, Rads, what's all that about, <laughs> by the way? Mate, listen, of all the great stories you could tell about coming here, and the first one you tell is about a, a curry shop on the edge of town. <laughs> well, I can't okay. tell the other ones because uh, so we might get taken off here. Um, anyway, Rads. Hey, listen, I was just I was just listening to Robbo. Robbo, yeah. Robbo played for Wigan in his uh, in the late eighties. He yes. had a stint over here. Yeah, absolutely killed it. Yeah, what a legend. Well, he was saying they won three out of the four trophies. So I imagine it was a Challenge Cup. What was the other ones, Rads? Yeah, yeah. The league leaders is that a thing? He'd have won the league and yeah. probably the Premiership as well. But uh, he was he was very early twenties at the time. But like, like, I remember he obviously had the rig on him. He was oh. uh, he was a beast, wasn't he? Oh, he was scary, man. Um, Rads won it, yeah. a, a Lance Todd trophy back yes. in those days, didn't you, Rads? Uh, 2002, yeah. yeah. Um, cup final, cup final um, at, at Murrayfield in Scotland against uh, St. Helens. So, uh, yeah, lucky to get that one. This yeah. Penrith side is one of the best we've seen and in some yep. time. In the salary cap era, most certainly. And they get to take on your team. Now, not forgetting that England currently hold the World Club Challenge with St. Helens. Correct. A field goal victory over the Panthers last year. How are your boys looking? Yeah, look, look we're looking okay. We're looking okay. Um, you know, we sold out the game and uh, unashamedly, I have sold it on the back of this being one of the uh, the best teams ever to come out of the NRL, you know. Yes. the uh, We've got a lot of Wiganers coming to the game, but we've got a lot of neutrals who... You literally want to see the Panthers and, and, and Nathan Cleary play. So, and I, I sat down with my head coach and I told him that. I said, look, we're going to melt this a little bit. And he said, mm. you know, he's actually not bothered as long as it's a full stadium. So uh, we're fully aware of the team who's coming over and the history. And, the, you know, they're an impressive outfit to watch uh, on and off the field, I think. I've, 
obviously been working with the backroom team to try and get everything prepared for the game, but very slick operation and, um, you know, really cool to work with and, and I'm looking forward to them getting here in a couple of weeks. Hey, Rads, for our Aussie uh, viewers and listeners, who should they be looking out for in the uh, mighty Cherry and Whites team? Well, uh, Man of Steel last year was uh, Bevan French. So he was the best player in the competition last year over here. He obviously uh, started with the, uh, I think he started with the Eels over there. Um, and he's, he's, he's just, he's just lit, the, lit the competition on fire over here. Um, I think probably the, the lack of uh, spotlight on the players all the time has probably suited his, his demeanour and uh, he's just allowed himself to express himself on the field. So he's been fantastic for us. Um, we, we've got Jay Field at fullback, who again didn't quite make it over there, but uh, the open spaces over here has, has, has given him a lot of a uh, lot of opportunity to to use his speed to get around everything. So he's been great, mm. uh, and we've you know we've got a pretty pretty huge pack at the moment. Uh, who I know our head coach has said if we have any chance at all of beating the uh, the Panthers, it's going to be from the guys up front too. Who do the work for the for the backs to perform? So, yeah, you know, listen, we've got a pretty good team, and I know they give a good account of themselves. Tell you what, it's a good story. Uh, Bevan French, who Rads refers to, Chris Radlinski of Wigan, he comes from a town here in Australia called Tinga of eight hundred people, mm. and that little eight hundred people town has produced what Bevan French has done to be a man of steel winner. Nathan Blacklock, who topped the try score of four. Four years in a row and 100 tries, which has never been done over that period. Owen Craigie, the only player or the youngest player to play three um, Australian schoolboys tours in a row, as well as playing a grand final when he was 17 or 18. Yeah. Greg Inglis was up the road for a town of 800 people. You mentioned Preston? Preston Campbell yeah. won a Dally M. <laughs> uh, unbelievable, unbelievable <laughs> story. Um, the Penrith Panthers and the Wigan side. This sort of shape-up, which is the World Club Challenge, would you like to see it? In Vegas, and to jump onto the back of that, or you like hosting it over there in England? Uh, no, mate. When uh, when when we ended up winning the grand final, uh, the first question is uh, was straight after the game is what what happens with the World Club Challenge? Mm. And you know, I said right at the time, um, we're playing anywhere. I mean, coming to the stadium in Wigan, I knew it would be a big event, and it would be a magical night. Um, and I really want to make sure that the Penrith t- the Penrith team have a wonderful experience. But you know, I think. I would have loved to go over over to Oz and, and to play in Penrith like Saints did, and then obviously seeing all, all the hype around the the round one game in the NRL and the, the double header in Vegas. You know, I'd love to be part of that. Mm. I'd love to be part of that. So, I'm 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 lucky that we've got a club at the minute and we've got an owner who wants to wants to be adventurous and grow the game and and, and take the brand of the club anywhere in the world. So, um, if there are any opportunities or if you guys have got any sway or any pull in the competition Ooh. over there, you can put us on the on the back of that, no problem. <laughs> hey, Rads, what is the um, the standard like in the Super League at the moment? Do you think? I, w- I would say I was actually the competition last year, Fletch was was really good. I think uh, it, the the results were difficult to predict, and it was a it's a decent standard throughout the competition. I do think the season coming up could potentially see. Four or five teams at the top, uh, you know, pull away from the rest mm. of them. I think there are there are some teams who've recruited very strongly, and uh, there are some teams, perhaps down the bottom end, who uh, have not got the resources they probably once had. So uh, the game's got some challenges over here, Fletch. We're yeah. not going to we're not going to get away from that. Um, but I think 
I, I do think probably three or four teams at the top are, you know, I wouldn't say I would I, I would say probably mid-table NRL standard. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, you know, I do I do I do see some some real quality players and some real good teams over here. So uh, just probably not at the level it was a few a few years ago. From being on this flat. A team a team sorry Rads who's been the beneficiary of. Uh, English Super League players have been the Canberra Raiders yeah. and they've got one of yours, Morgan Smithies. What do we know about yep. him, him yep. Rads, and how do you expect him to fare in the National Rugby League? Well, listen, if you're expecting him to light the competition on fire, he's not that kind of player. But I couldn't imagine he's the type of guy you Ricky Stewart will absolutely love. Um, he'll turn up to training every day, absolutely train his socks off, turn up at the weekend and he'll knock 60 tackles out not miss any tackles, be industrious, play 80 minutes. Um, you know, so I think from that respect, he's probably a coach's dream. Um, and I think he'll, he'll win a lot of respect from the players alongside him by his unassuming nature and his, just, his work ethic, really. So I think you'll like him. I think uh, he's, a, he's a very t- typical Australian forward. He'll go about his business and with no fuss. So I think the Raiders will be pleased with him. Thanks for listening to The Best of the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Don't forget, you can get us live through the radio. Uh, just find your local SEN network and you'll catch us there 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., Monday to Friday, daylight savings time, of course. We'll catch you next time.